Star Wars 7x7 episode 1260 today. Well, The Last Jedi, of course, says out, and I have seen it, and there will be a bonus episode of the podcast where we'll get into spoiler territory about The Last Jedi. But if you are still looking to listen to Star Wars podcasts and you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, well, I've got Battlefront 2 stories to tell you, including the most shocking turn for Inferno Squad yet. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proops. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And again, this is a no-spoiler territory for The Last Jedi, but this is spoiler territory for story mode on Star Wars Battlefront 2. So if you haven't played through and you don't want it spoiled for you, then save this podcast for a later date. But if you are okay with me telling you the story, heck, it's been out for a month now almost. So, you know, <laughs> let's just get into it, shall we? So... Here is the deal. The whole build-up to Operation Cinder, which is the deploying of experimental weather satellites that are going to disrupt weather patterns on various planets that the Emperor wants cleansed, as it were, and you know, basically wiping them from the face of the Earth. Well, it turns out that one of the planets he wants to do that with is Vardos, which happens to be the homeworld of Aiden Versio, the commander of Inferno Squad. This, of course, doesn't sit well with Aiden Versio when she gets into an argument with her dad, the Admiral Garrick Versio, and she says, I don't take orders from dead men, referring to the Emperor, and he says, you take orders from me. And yes, <laughs> not going well. So the mission as provided is to save Protectorate Gleb, who is the female Aquilesh, this is from Wikipedia, who served as headmaster of the future Imperial Leaders Military Preparatory School on Vardos. And when the folks of Inferno Squad, Del, Gideon, and Aiden get down onto Vardos, they find the entire staff of the school there and... You know, Aiden wants to rescue everyone, and Hask is saying, hey, the mission is only to rescue Protectorate Gleb, and that's it. And it becomes a big argument with shooting involved, and ultimately this is the breakpoint for Inferno Squad. And Hask is a true believer type. He says that this is a test to see if they're going to be worthy of whatever is going to become the replacement for the Empire. But Aiden and Dell just want to save the civilians, and so... Yeah, that doesn't go well at all, and Hask has to get left behind, and Aiden and Dell have to get the civilians to the Corvus. They're able to take it over, and thankfully for them, the Corvus crew is loyal to Aiden overall and not to Hask. So they end up taking off on the Corvus with everybody except Protectorate Gleb, and Hask is able to rescue Gleb on his own and get back to Garrick Versio and tell him that Aiden has committed treason and... Hask is rewarded with the new title of Commander of Inferno Squad, although he never actually gets a squad of people that we see in the game throughout the rest of the game. Meanwhile, Aiden and Dell are kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because, you know, they're on the run from the Empire now. The Empire, and specifically Gideon Hask and Garrick Versio, would want to hunt them down and kill them. But 
they don't want to turn themselves into the rebellion or the new republic as it's becoming. In fact, Aiden says that if they did something like that, they'd probably just end up at Sunspot Prison, which is a fun little reference back to the comic books, actually, and the fact that the rebellion was running a black site prison called Sunspot Prison and holding very dangerous criminals there. And we actually did a a segment on that many, 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 many months ago here on the podcast, too. So ultimately what they end up doing is they end up surrendering to the rebellion anyway. And one of their first missions happens to be working against Operation Cinder, specifically Operation Cinder being deployed on Naboo. And I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but this actually also ties into the Princess Leia comic book series because that featured the deployment of the experimental weather system satellites on Naboo while Princess Leia was there. And so Dell and Aiden get caught up in the battle. And so even though you're reading that comic series, maybe you were so many years ago, bet you didn't know that there were members of Inferno Squad who had turned traitor to the Empire and converted to New Republic assistance. I mean, I would say, you know, willingly, but also still uncomfortably so. And I forgot to mention the fact that the people to whom they turn themselves into, turns out it's Lando Calrissian <laughs> kicking around. He's still wearing his general's attire. And he's got a guy working for him named Shriv, who is a great comic foil, very serious and sarcastic. And Lando, of course, is his devil-may-care self. So Billy D. Williams, I believe, it sure sounds like him coming in to voice the Lando appearance here in Battlefront 2. And Lando is every bit the scoundrel that you want him to be for this video game. It's really awesome. Okay, so back to the story bit of it. So the mission on Theed for Aiden and for Dell is to help reactivate an ion pulse generator that if they go into the palace at Theed and can stay inside the walls there, they're shielded from the ion pulse, but they send out the ion pulse, which wipes out all of the Empire's weaponry and all their comms and whatnot. So they're able to defeat the Empire at Theed on the ground by doing that. And then later on, they end up flying in the space battle battle part of that whole engagement as well. Ultimately, it's Princess Leia herself who says welcome to the New Republic to Aiden and Del, and Aiden says it took us too long for us to realize we were fighting for the wrong side. So, uh, there you go. The shocking turn of Inferno Squad now becoming members of the New Republic. Taking a break here in just a second, and then we're going to give away another copy of the unofficial Force Awakens trivia book. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility, and I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X-Wings will have astromechs, but in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane, and it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies. You can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash NIM. Yeah, that's the initials for Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash NIM. Welcome back. 
All right. If you want to get your own copy of the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, the 160-odd page paperback is available at Amazon.com for you. Here's a quicker, easier-to-remember link. Quicker, easier, <laughs> more seductive, as it were. SW7x7.com slash TFA. That's SW7x7.com slash TFA. That's short for The Force Awakens. Surprise, surprise. As far as me giving one away, well, here we go with the rules again. We'll try and get them over with quick. 18 years and older, U.S. residents only, running on Facebook, not endorsed by Facebook. You're looking for the Facebook post for this particular episode of the podcast, and you're going to post a comment on that post with the answer to the trivia question I'm about to give you. It has to be your original comment. If it says edited on there, then your entry is disqualified. You have to be the first person to answer it correctly, and if you are the first person on multiple days, to answer a trivia question. You can only win this on the first day that you're the fastest. Whew, okay, I think I got it. So here you go. The question is question number 225 from the book. What does Maz Kanata say when Han asks her where she got Luke's old lightsaber? Thank you so much for listening. And if you have seen The Last Jedi, please do check out the bonus episode of the podcast. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.